Welcome to this special series of the Bundaberg Now podcast, where we shine a spotlight on the historic buildings of our region. My name's Genevieve Lyons, and I'll be your host as we uncover hidden histories, mysterious stories, and some pretty bizarre facts about our most iconic buildings and structures. This month, we're learning all about the Freemasons and their Masonic Lodge on Bourbong Street. With a rich history, this building changed significantly after the Freemasons were donated it in the 1920s. Before that, it was originally a grocery store. Now fast forward to today and the Freemasons are leaving all their secret men's business behind them and opening their doors to the community, sharing elements of their ceremonies and explaining the meaning behind the only Masonic dome in Australia. In this episode, Adele Bennett from Bundaberg Now sat down with Ian Clark, who's been a part of the Freemasons for decades. So thanks so much for joining us on the Bundaberg Now podcast, Ian. Can you tell me a little bit about the history of the Freemasons in this building? This, this building was donated by the Bus family, which was predominantly a um, men's, menswear store back in the mid-20s. Previously to this... It was a grocery store owned by Heathwoods and then the bus family bought it and donated it and the top floor where we are now was the living quarters back in those days and then it got rebuilt as a Masonic temple. But it's just a magnificent building with its columns and and, uh, architecture and the pressed steel roof and the dome which is predominantly one of the only domes like this in Queensland. And can you tell me about what that represents? It's, it's, it's a heavens, and because Freemasonry was around um, before the New Testament, our, our, uh, we, we, we work off the Old Testament. So up, up in the roof when we get there, the G stands for God or grand, like the grand geometrician of the universe. Great. And there's some stars in the sky. Yes, blue. It's, so it's, what is that it's to represent the, the sky. So the moon, the stars, and the sky, yes. Beautiful. And, and that all form was part of our ritual work. In the ceiling, ceiling. In, in the ceiling, yeah, yeah. it's all prestel, which was, which was a marvellous building material back in the, back in the 20s. Um, it's not used these days because there's too much chip rock or fibrous plaster or whatever. But, but to have a, a, um, a ceiling like this is just something to behold. Right, and this is the only sort of ceiling and dome of its kind in Australia. It's the only dome. I, I wouldn't say the ceiling. There'd be still a, a few pristine ceilings around, but the dome in, in Freemasons buildings, this is really unique. Yeah, great. Is there any reason why that we know of that they chose to include that in the well, renovation? Uh, only that um, only that it represents the sun, the moon, and the stars, and and someone back in the twenties must have had great foresight to build something like that. Well, a dome like that because because most other lodges just have a flat ceiling and the G is suspended by a, by a cord out of the ceiling. So what is people's first impressions when they walk in here if they've never been in here before? Yeah, it's, it's just really a wow factor because from outside you don't expect to see a building like this with the architecture um, and all, all the columns. Uh, and again, I, I can only say thank you to the bus family for donating this building and all of its architecture. They were really, and they were great Freemasons. They were great Freemasons, of course. But, um, and, and uh, as we go around later on, the, the columns are all made out of one, one piece of timber. 
the the um, the Doric, the Corinthian, and that they're, they're all made of one piece of timber. So, um, as you come up the stairs, what what do you get to first, and what does each room do? When we come up the stairs, the um, the first room is the Order of the Eastern Star room, and um, that's that's predominantly ladies, although men can join the Order of the Eastern Star versus women cannot join Freemasonry. So, and, and then from there, when we uh, turn around at the top of the stairs, we come along the hall. Um, that's just a hallway with, with all the uh, photographs of all past masters from 100, 120, 30 years ago. And then we come into this, our main building. Um, you told me a little bit about the um, geometry and the mathematics of this room. like. And that, how that all links to the Freemasons itself. Yeah, everything's, everything in Freemasonry is done on the square and the level. So, of course, um, um, compasses and um, squares and um, plumb rules all form a very important, important part of, of our ritual work. Great. Um, so things like the checkerboard sort of floor. What Tessellated pavement. Tessellated pavement. What does that represent? It's it's just it's just a, a a pavement where we we don't generally perambulate around that. If 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 we're perambulating in any of our ritual work, we perambulate around the outside of the tessellated pavement. Okay, cool. Um, and so for people that don't know um, much about the history of the Freemasons themselves, where have where has that come from? What was their role? The Freemasons were true stone masons. Today. We're pre predominantly uh, we're, we're non-practicing stonemasons, whereas back in early days, the stonemasons did all the finishing work on King Solomon's temple. So King Solomon is another part of our, our ritual work. Great, and um, there's different sort of levels, aren't there? And you sort of move around this room as you progress through the hierarchy. Yes. Could you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. We um, we we start off a little little area there which is called the inner guard. We also have, have a tiler who, um, who keeps guard on outside the door, just a stop Then we go to the inner guard. From the inner guard we go to a junior deacon, from a junior deacon to a senior deacon, to a junior warden, to a senior warden, and from then you become master of the lodge. So, so that's how many years it would take you to get from bottom to top. Right. And so what does the master do? Is that sort of like the chairman? Of the, the master, yep, yep. The master is exactly the same as the president or the chairman and, the, and his wardens are senior and junior vice presidents. And, and, and our meetings just consist of, um, if, if we don't have any ritual work, our meetings consist of the same as a soccer club or anything else. We, we read the minutes from the previous meeting, we do a treasurer's report, we have uh, general business and then we have correspondence in and out. So yeah, so it's it's identical in its workings on a normal meeting night as your as your local footy footy club. Right. So I guess that does lead me to um, the Freemasons have a bit of a reputation throughout the past of being secretive in men's business. <laughs> so what is the difference now and what are you guys trying to do to open up? Yeah, sadly, sadly many years ago. But after Second World War when the men were all overseas and when they came back from there, that's when Freemasonry had its greatest flourish because the, the men uh, were looking for companionship 
and that's when it, that's when it all happened. It's not a secret society. It, it's a society with with secrets. But in this day and age, with Google and everything else that goes with it, you can look up virtually everything. But these days, our lodges are a lot more family orientated. Our wives get involved. We try and have social days every second month, um, and we invite our wives and kids and everything there. So, uh, so it's just more family orientated these days. Great. And what is the role of the Freemasons in the community with charities? And we that's that's right. Charity, 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 charity. The um, on on we've got some money tucked aside now in our lodge for. The Bush Kids, United Grand Lodge of Queensland, which is our head body, head, um, head of the organisation. Every year, like I think last year, they gave $400,000 to domestic violence, to the men's shed, to VMR in Harvey Bay to build that, that new volunteer marine rescue. So, so it's just all about charity and, uh, and giving. So... Back to our tour of the building. Once we've come through this amazing central room, um, then we head out the back. What's out there? That's our supper room out there. And every year, as, as our members progress through the chairs and reach the master's chair, we have a changeover dinner, which is everyone's invited, family, friends, wives, kids, everything. So, so out the back is, is just really a, a changeover dinner. Yeah, that was about 1978 that was built because originally, originally before we uh, had too many women in our organisation, we, we used to meet in a little tiny supper room up the front, which is now the lift, and it used to be the supper room, that's how big it was, and, and then, um, and then uh, we started inviting women, and where the OES is, which we'll see sooner or later, where the OES is now, that used to be our supper room, and then the OES decided they'd sell over in Peterson Street where they were and they come in and come up here and then we built the, the supper room at the back which is used for anyone and everyone and if anyone wants to rent it out, they can rent it out. There used to be a church group that met here and um, they would use the um, supper room as a meeting place for the church. So. so how about you? How long have you been involved with the Freemasons? About 48 years. And um, what drew you to it and why have you stayed so long? What drew me, I, I was working for Main Roads at the day and there was a lot of Freemasons in Main Roads back in those days. And, and it's sort of a different organisation because I'll just divert quickly, I was also in, in, in Rotary. In Rotary you can go along to the meetings all the time and see what it's all about and then you get asked to join and away you go. With, with Freemasonry you're really coming in a bit blind although these days um, we show off our building like we've never done before. And, uh, but you don't get to see anything until you come in on the first night and do your first degree. Now, in just the Blue Lodge, it's called, the three degrees, first, second and third, which is Entered Apprentice, Fellow Craft and Master Mason. And, and that's what a lot, of, a lot of our members, they're quite happy with that. But there is other degrees, there's 18th, 32nd, 33rd, there's a Royal Arch, um, there's a whole range of other orders if you're that way inclined. Um, and so why have you stuck with it so long? What is it about it that you love? Um, the friendship. Um, everything we do has got to be memorised. Back in my early days, should I say this, yes, I used to stutter, something terrible. And having to get 
up on the top up there and talk to them, it got me, I overcome that stuttering to a point where I very seldom stutter anymore. So it's just been great. My, my stepfather was a member here, my father-in-law. So, so it's all sort of part of the family. Yeah. And, uh, and I just enjoy the fellowship. And more so these days when I invite my wife uh, to our functions, and my wife's very much involved in the ladies' side of things. We, we, we have uh, functions that the ladies run, and uh, so, so we're very family orientated these days, more so than years ago. Yeah, great. And what is your role in the ceremonies? I fill in anywhere I'm needed to fill in because I've done every, every office I've done, but my main role these days is the organist. So, um, so I play for, we have opening odes, we, we have God Save the Queen, we have Advanced Australia Fair, um, and then uh, we just have casual music for any perambulations or if there's a bit of a lull anywhere, I just harmonise and, uh, and that, that's what I do in the lodge. Great. Well, thank you so much for having a chat. It's been great to find out all about it. What a fascinating insight into Freemasonry and the beautiful Masonic building. Keep an eye out for it next time you're strolling through the Bundaberg CBD. Thanks for listening to the Bundaberg Now Hidden Histories podcast. Tune in again next month where we'll hear about another of our region's iconic buildings and structures.